Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Inside Sources. Where KSL offers Utah deeper insights on the news. Host Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason and elevates the conversation on issues crucial to our community on KSL News Radio 102.7 FM and 1160 AM. find ourselves in the wake of a, another mass shooting, another tragedy here in the United States of America, and rightly so, many are angry, frustrated, and wanting answers and solutions. The question today is, where do we find them? Are they to be found in laws and legislation, or are they to be found in values and principles? Let's begin. Think you know the news of the day? Think again. Well, there are a lot of headlines today uh, in the wake of another awful tragedy. And it's interesting to me that uh, the American people have shown once again that we're, we're really good. We have an amazing ability to very quickly come together in a moment of unity, of mourning, of reflection, of demanding better and different. And it's in those moments uh, when we cry, we pray for victims and survivors, we raise money for memorials and causes. Uh, we even unite our anger and our frustration to protest what is not working in our country. Uh, Americans have become very, very good at moments, but we seem to be less able to foster sustainable forward movement. And it seems as if we continue to have the same conversations over and over again, looking for those solutions, wanting things to be different, and yet we do very little in terms of things that do make a difference. And so we have to think about it both in terms of those moments and forward movement. They're very different. Uh, Moments aren't hard to engage in. Uh, We've all done it over the last 24 hours. An epic event occurs and we react with emotion. We respond to the news media reports. We donate money. We post on social media. We share thoughts with friends and colleagues. We engage in political rhetoric and we reflect on what happened and maybe even why. Sadly, the moments pass really fast, and we move on with our busy lives. And that's where the problem lies, is our attention span is short. And so while the the moment of grieving and uniting is good, it's not enough. But where we look is actually what matters. Uh, You know, a lot of us, a lot of us after a situation like the tragedy in Texas yesterday, Uh, We're a lot like uh, that uh, driver who's going super fast early in the morning after a snowstorm here in the state of Utah. 
the highway's a little slick, and we're going way too fast. And then we come up on an accident, and we slow down. Everything changes. And then, of course, that accident moment fades and gets further and further into the rearview mirror, and suddenly we're back up to full speed again. And if you think about it, in this country, we've had a lot of those moments, far too many of those moments, from Columbine to Sandy Hook, Virginia Tech, Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Florida, uh, and now in Uvalde, Texas. And all of those moments have failed to transform such moments into real forward movement in terms of our society. Because sustainable movements, we have to remember, require difficult conversation, deeper thinking, not political thinking, not posturing, not performative stuff from elected officials. For movements to take hold, politics have to be tempered and set aside. The, the opportunistic partisan fundraising has to stop. And above everything, principles, principles have to drive the discussion and the solutions. And here we are today on the anniversary of the tragic death of George Floyd. And again, we have to be careful that we don't reflexively act to do something, to do anything, just so we feel better. Uh, We can't confuse that motion with forward movement. They're different. So what will we do? Uh, Will we just stand united for a moment in the aftermath of all of this? Will we passively listen to lawmakers in Washington and even in Texas today Uh, Shrug their shoulders, point fingers, place blame. And then will we listen to them all tell us, well, it's complicated. The country's just too divided to, to deal with these issues. We can't get to a solution. And I would just remind all of us that when we buy into that, when we allow Congress to convince us that we're too divided to solve the issues of mental health, Second Amendment, health care, immigration. Uh, It's the siren song from Washington, D.C. It's just too complicated and we're just too divided. And when we buy in to that mantra that we're too divided, we give Congress an excuse to do nothing. So let's think about it just a little bit different. I think what we want to do as citizens is we, we need to square our shoulders and then we need to engage in a full on deep dive civil discussion about gun laws, gun safety, background checks, mental health, school security, law enforcement, coordination between agencies, and so many other things. And I would actually suggest if we square our shoulders and soften our hearts just a little bit and open our minds just a smidge, we actually can have an elevated conversation about some of the other things that are contributing, the breakdown of families, fatherlessness in America, a culture that doesn't value life, social media that breeds contempt. And I still believe that contempt is the big problem. Contempt is the belief in the worthlessness of another person. And think of what follows that. When you believe that someone else is worthless, maybe because they disagree with you on an issue, maybe because they look different, live different, act different than you do. And if they are worthless, you can do whatever you want. From the tragedy of a mass shooting 
to just melting down their social media feed with your own political rant or rhetoric. And you can still go to church on Sunday and feel good about yourself. Contempt is a big piece of this problem. We also need to look at violent video games, Hollywood promotion of violence, online bullying, teen anxiety, depression, isolation, and a host of other things. So focusing on all the factors driving violence in schools and in our cities, by the way, Governor Abbott pointed out today uh, that cities like Chicago and Los Angeles with some of the strictest gun laws in the country still have the highest incidence of gun deaths. So we have to be careful. We have to be careful that we don't get so focused on trying to control the behavior that we don't have the other conversation. When we talk about the easier to measure components of outward behavior, we often keep ourselves far distant from the enlightening and empowering element of principles and values. And you're going to hear me say this a lot in the coming days, where there is a void in values, laws and legislation will not deter bad behavior. Where there is a void in values, I'm telling you, laws and legislation will not deter bad behavior. Where values are valued, then laws and legislation can lend strength and certainty and security to our society. And so then the question is, the test is, if the energy and emotion of a powerful and poignant moment is not directed forward, driven by principles and values, we will devolve into the chaotic motion and even commotion. When emotion propels the activity alone, it is activity alone, without direction or forward movement, and it ends in more anger, more frustration, more division, and more politicians who are able to posture this for their own political gain and power. So the key to transforming this kind of moment into forward movement is making sure we have a different kind of conversation. We're once again at a a really important moment. A moment where we can come together. And I think what we ought to rethink is not just an American moment, but let's come together around some values and principles and some common sense laws and legislations and turn this into an American movement. Think again with Lloyd Matheson on KSL News Radio. Inside Sources. Inside Sources with Lloyd Matheson. We're going to stay with the question just a little bit longer today as we look at the wake of this tragic shooting in West Texas. 19 children, two teachers killed, 17 others injured uh, in just a uh, horrific scene at an elementary school. And as we've been talking about it, I, I know there is a lot of anger. I know there's a lot of hate I know there's a lot of frustration of why are we here again? And I want to continue to go down this path and make sure we're thinking about how we think about this uh, to make sure that the one thing we all want to do is to do something. Everybody wants to jump in and do something. That's an important emotion. Uh, And we have to make sure we have enough restraint that what we do doesn't make things worse or just make us feel better and how we approach it. So we have to have different kinds of conversations, and we have to be willing, and I don't care where you fall on the political 
spectrum. Uh, that is irrelevant in my view today. Uh, and sadly, sadly, there are people on the left and the right and the right and the left uh, who are using this absolutely for political purposes. I've already seen it in my email box. I've, I've watched it on every cable news network as I see the screens. Advertisements coming up saying that Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer are coming after your guns. Defend your Second Amendment right. Send $50 today. And I've seen it from the left. That the Republicans are heartless and ruthless. Uh, Chuck Schumer went to the floor of the United States Senate and said, no, we're not going to vote on any bills around gun control. You just need to go vote out Republicans in November. And none of that is helpful. So as we talked about in the first segment, there's outward behavior, and then there's the underlying things of principles and values. And while we may think that the natural thing to do is more control of behavior, uh, it, it never is the answer. There, there has to be more of that. And so I'm going to continue to say it today, that where there is a void in values, laws, and legislation will not deter bad behavior, this kind of horrific event. Where values are valued, then, then laws and legislation can lend strength to that, certainty and security for our society. And so it's an and conversation. It's not an either or. This is not about either having complete all guns confiscated all over the planet or just sending thoughts and prayers. It is, that's a fake fight and the false choice that many in our political sphere are all too happy to engage in. But it will not give us a solution. So we have to talk about everything and do it in the right way. So we can talk about red flag laws. We can talk about mental health. We can talk about background checks. We can talk about closing loopholes. We can also talk about the breakdown of families and the breakdown of community. We can talk about violence in video games and a Hollywood promotion of violence. We can talk about bullying. We can talk about isolation and angst in our young people. There's a lot of things we can talk about. It's how we do it that matters. And so we have to, to get to some of the common sense space, because if we don't get there, all we're going to have is just a lot of performative stuff from elected officials that will do nothing to solve the problem. So let's look at some of the reality components today. Uh, Barry Weiss uh, wrote on her substack today, American Madness. Uh, she said that the uh, school shooting in Texas was the 212th mass shooting this year, 27th school shooting, uh, deadliest obviously so far in 2022. And she talked about this numbing of conscience to where we just grow accustomed to these kinds of things. And one of the interesting things she pointed out, she said, you know, long ago, people watched Others get drawn and quartered in the public square. They watched beheadings. They watched hangings and honor killings. Uh, and we look at those kinds of things and think, oh, you know, they're savages. You know, we're such a sophisticated society now. And yet how often are we doing the exact same thing? So we've normalized so many things. 
And it goes way beyond guns. It's things that drive antisocial, anti-human diseases. And a lot of those uh, diseases of despair. It's also important to recognize that the, the profiles of these mass shooters don't fit into a political box. I mean, just think of it. Uh, just in the last 10 days, you had an 18-year-old who massacred elderly black New Yorkers in a grocery store in Buffalo. The next day, you had a shooter who targeted Taiwanese churchgoers in Laguna Hills. He was Chinese. And we know from yesterday's tragedy that the mass murderer in Uvalde was an 18-year-old Hispanic. So it doesn't fit into a nice, tidy box. We also have to look at some of the results uh, in terms of cities like Philadelphia, Austin, Columbus, Baton Rouge, Portland. Uh, They've seen record high homicide rates in 2021. Uh, In our nation's capital, more people under 50 were gunned down than died from COVID-19. We know we have to have a different kind of conversation about mental health in this country. We also need to have a conversation about the social rot that's come where we think it's okay to have contempt, to hate each other, to, to think that another person has no worth because they are different. Again, whether they think different, look different, act different, live different, we have to value life. So where can we start? Where can we begin? Uh, I do believe that if people in Washington, D.C. are serious uh, about doing something on the behavior side, I do think there is some common ground on some of the red flag laws and some possibilities there where I think you could get a bipartisan coalition together to move something forward. But we should remember it's not it's not the magic solution. Uh, in fact, there was a very interesting report back in 2015. The Washington Post's uh, Glenn Kessler uh, did some interesting digging in terms of some of these mass shootings and what the gun laws of the time would have done uh, to prevent it and stop it. And sadly, he went through and determined that most of those would not have been stopped by the laws alone. It would have taken something more. And that more is us. It's me. It's you. It's our neighborhood. It's our community. That's what fills the gaps. That's how you get in front of someone who's really struggling uh, with mental health or someone who's dealing with anxiety or isolation. Someone who has an ideation on, on suicide or violence or someone who's becoming so filled with contempt because what they're consuming on social media uh, that they've gone too far. And so again, as we think through all of this, Uh, Remember, it's going to take an and conversation. Laws and legislation can have a place. They are not the only answer. It's an and. You can have common sense laws and legislation, and we have to have a host of other kind of conversations if we're ever going to get to the real solution. 
So remember, wherever there is a void in values, the principles, laws and legislation will not deter bad behavior. But where those values are valued, where society becomes strong, then laws and legislation can lend strength to that and safety and security, especially for our children and for our society. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour news. Much more to come on Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Stay with us. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.